Hello and welcome to Contemplations. And today we're going to be talking about how the political compass questions are really bad. That I think we're unanimously in agreement that it's not the best measure of political opinion, especially today, and probably not at the time it was created either. No. And uh, I'm joined by Dan and Callum. Hello. And uh, both I, of you... I haven't done one of these in a long time, so I can't no. actually say. So I don't know what they are. Well, Contemplations or uh, the political, oh. political compass test. Right. Yeah, we will go through the questions and you will see um, just how bad some of them are because some of them have presumptions loaded in them that are biased towards certain perspectives. And you can tell that the people who created the political compass were leftists. As it yeah. also gives everyone a leftward drift. Even myself, um, answering as a rabid free marketeer, is, is put sort of center lib-right when I should be close yeah. to being a sort of far-right, um, close to anarchist as like yeah. a genuine representation of my my actual political opinion. So I, because it because it's quite an old test it's been around for like 20 plus years mm. I've noticed that I've just moved steadily inwards and now I'm basically at the center that's not because my views have become more centrist if anything I'm far less centrist than I ever was <laughs> but my perspective on the question has changed because I just can't give the questions the benefit of the doubt when you really think about any of them mm -hmm. I know, it's a bit rubbish, really. But that's the whole point of us going for it. Yes. Because it's, it's yeah. most people's entryway into politics. And that is, I think, a misguided thing. And if we prime people how to think about the questions, then perhaps we can instill a better sense of how to classify political beliefs. Which, if you don't want to do that thinking on your own, well, thankfully for you, Contemplations 24, all those years ago, um, we talked about how best to classify political beliefs. Um, this is all, all the way back in the Hugo days, uh, and we went through all of the different notions of, of political spectrums and all that sort of stuff. But that's not going to be too much of the focus, although I'm going to talk about perhaps my favorite one towards the end. But we are going to be going through the standard political compass test and some of the questions. So to start, feel free to interject whenever you see a problem here. If economic globalization is inevitable, it should primarily serve humanity rather than the interests of transnational corporations. So, so it's the first question, and it's also one of the worst questions. It is, because there are two things wrong here, immediately. Yes. You've got to accept <laughs> that globalization is inevitable. Oh, you can. You could run that as a thought experiment. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's okay. But who's like, you know what? Screw humans. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Also, transnational <laughs> corporations. That's what, we what if you think the, the interests of transnational corporations and humanity <clears throat> are not Mutually exclusive. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, for example, if you had a, a system whereby, you know, it wasn't nepotistic by design in that yeah. the companies that are successful are sort of made kingmaker by the elites that they bought off, then yes. a corporation could, in theory, be doing good for humanity. I mean, you can look at something like SpaceX as a private company. Or Amazon. Yeah. Like literally, he made all of his money by making our packages get delivered quicker and yeah. cheaper. So, As, yeah, yeah, it's kind of rigged against anyone who's pro free market. This question because it's putting those things at odds. Like, how do I agree or disagree with that? Because I think that the interests of humanity are, by extension, the interests of transnational corporations. Are we answering these? Are we giving a, a committee yeah. approach to this? Or we might as well while we're going. Well, all right. Um, yeah, but, but I think on that one, too different. But I mean, two things on that. First of all, like you said, yes, you, you have to. 
you just have to do the thought experiment. Okay, let's say globalism is inevitable. Okay, let's accept that. Mm-hmm. And then you have to do the second one. Okay, let's let's assume that the interests of humanity and transnational corporations are diametrically opposed to each other. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's accept that as well. Who's on the other side of this? I mean, who, who genuinely thinks, yeah, I, I want humanity to suffer? What that really is, that is that boils down to the friend-enemy distinction. Mm-hmm. Because when this political test was written 20 years ago, basically the, the left saw big corporations as the enemy and right-wingers thought, okay, well, I'm broadly on the side of business and doing stuff and having a job. Um, and therefore, they were sort of broadly pro-business, that kind of thing. But then the author of this test comes along and they set it up as if those two things are diametrically opposed, assuming that right-wingers are going to pick. So I'm pretty sure if you put strongly agree, you're going to move up into the right. Mm-hmm. And if you, if, you, if you strongly disagree, you're going to go down into the left. Well, it would be the other way around, wouldn't it? Because it's saying it? the interests of humanity rather than the interests of transnational corporations. So strongly oh, disagree okay, right, yeah. would be yeah. the, the free market, yes. presumably. But I, I, I wonder if anyone's ever answered that, oh yeah, strongly agree, yeah, screw the humans. So, well, it would be strongly disagree. It should primarily oh, yeah. serve humanity rather than the corporations. You, yes. The pro-corporate argument would be the right-wing one in the mind of the leftist because only the evil right-winger would be like, yeah, corporations and, are well, more and, important than people. And that's why you can tell this was written by a commie. Yes. Because they, they had the mindset of, basically, I'm a commie and what I believe is good and everything else is bad. So if I think something is good, all the bad people must believe the opposite of what I believe and therefore I can write this question and it makes sense. But it's just, it's just a terrible, terrible question. Mm-hmm. So I, I feel like strongly disagree. Is that fair? Uh, so it should serve humanity rather than the interests. Well, no, it would be, no, be strongly agree, wouldn't it? So you, you do want to serve humanity rather than... I don't know. Rather than transnational. And the, and the, other, thing, okay, the other thing with that is the, the big corporations, they've moved on the friend-enemy distinction. Mm-hmm. So like I say, back then it was broadly right-wingers were in favour of things like working and having jobs, and the left was against it. But for the past few years, I mean, there's been some minor pushback with Elon buying X and the Bud Light pushback. But essentially, all the big corporations, the, the Black Streets, or what I know, Blackstones, Black Rocks, um, all the big banks, basically every corporation after 2008 went all in on woke. So now the left owns the transnational corporations. And that's why you saw the leftists cheering people getting booted off social media because it's like, well, it's a private company. They can do what they want. So they became the champions of the transnational corporation. Mm. So again, you know, when a modern left-winger, well, say say from a couple of years, let's say during the height of the censorship purges on the social media and, you know, the banks fire, well, the corporations firing anybody who wasn't, um, you know, all the white, dudes who weren't turning up in a dress. But they'd they see were... humanity as excluding white dudes. Yes. To be fair, I think we're over uh, analyzing this one because you've already made the point and it's true, demonstrably. Yes. This is bollocks. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so this next one, I think, can be epitomized by my, my criticism <clears throat> of it is it depends. I'd always support my country where, whether it was right or wrong. You know, it, it, it very much depends on what it's right or wrong about, right? Yeah, for example, is it, is, is it rounding up my firstborn to have them executed? Again, mm-hmm. are you always going to serve your, uh, support your country? In the, and again, that's the time of when it was written, because at the time that this was written, it, the Warhawks were going, let's go and invade Iraq. And the left were pushing back against that, and the right, the right were sort of broadly in favor of it. 
So again, that, that is written with the context of the Iraq war. Yeah, well, the, the right was known as being more hawkish, wasn't it? Traditionally, yeah. and now it's the other way around. You get Donald Trump, the only president who hasn't started a new war. Yes. And, and so these things have inverted. And, and also, what does, it mean, what does it mean by my country? Is that my government or my actual country? Well, even if we go back to 2001, those mindsets, we're looking at, what do you mean support your country? Because your country could be communist. And therefore, supporting a communist country, whether it's right or wrong, is a left-wing thing to do. In yes. that context, the only reason this person's writing this in which you say, oh, I agree, whatever, is because of, again, like you're saying, yeah. at least some American who lived in 2001's Bush's era. Yes. But they, they, it's just boring. It just doesn't mean anything. They, yes. they presume that, I suppose, nationalism is a, a right-wing thing and therefore it determines where you are. Exactly. Whereas but, if you're a nationalist for the Soviet Union, you're, mm-hmm. what, right-wing? I just, Nobody can deny that the North Koreans are nationalistic, <laughs> right? Yep. right? Uh, at least yes. the, the ones in power appear to be, at least. And, and so it's, it's not really a good metric. Can we so, ignore that one? Because that's well, well, no, you, have, you, have, you have to click it. But, but I, I come out on that one. I would always support my country, whether it's right or I strongly disagree. Because what, you know, what if yeah. my country is wanting to lock me down or something? Our, our business is disagreeing with what the government does, yes. really. And yeah. that, that is what the country does. That's obviously true. I was just saying, now you've clicked strongly disagree. I'd be like, ooh, you're left wing. No. Yeah, exactly. So this, this is why I end up in the center, despite being a radical right winger. Because of stupid questions like this. Mm. What about this one? No one chooses their country of birth, so it's foolish to be proud of it. Okay. So I'm not proud of my country of birth. I'm proud of my people who have achieved vast amounts. The Anglos have basically done everything that's worth doing. But even if they weren't, you could still be proud of your people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I am proud of my people. No, but, but let's, let's make you Mexican. <laughs> right? Well, uh, you could still be proud and be like, no, I really like our cuisine, you know, I really like blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And you might really like it. The rest yes. of the world might not, but that doesn't matter. We're just asking your perspective. Yeah, but again, is it, what, what is it really asking? Is it asking me if I support my people? Well, everybody should say that, apart from, well, bizarrely, the only people who don't support their own people are white lefties. Everybody else in the entire world. I mean, you, you could go to somewhere like Cameroon and ask them, are you proud of your people in your country? And they're going to go, yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Well, if you do, well, it doesn't matter. But anyway. It also depends on how you define pride, because I, I think of pride as you're only really proud of things that you yourself have done. And even then, I'm not particularly inclined yes. to think like that. Like, I did it, therefore it was possible, therefore I shouldn't be proud of it. So I, I kind of take the almost biblical notion of, yeah, pride is a bit of a sin, but also you can be a sort of Anglo cultural supremacist for a want, a want of a better way of putting it because that sounds a bit spicy but yeah. you can believe that you know culture of the west yeah. the, the unmolested version is better because you know look at the the, the world we live in it also just doesn't follow no. crap I really hate this thing I was like no one chooses where they're born well your parents did they choose where you were born mm. so it's just yeah. I was born in a hospital and I'm very proud of it but, and, and, and again, it's, it's like how you interpret the... Am I, am I proud of what my country has been? Yes. Am I proud of what it is now? No. Where do I come down on this? Well, just another nonsense. Like, um, yeah. What should we answer for that then? It's foolish. No one chooses... Do we have to click everything? I thought we could just leave some. Maybe we leave it. Can you? I didn't okay. do that. May as well. Um, well, let's try it with that one then. <laughs> our race has many superior qualities compared with other races. Oh, that one's easy, yeah. That's not necessarily a, a bad question to determine people's political beliefs, but depending on the race of the person answering depends on which 
area of the political compass they're coming from, right? It's not useful either again, because I could say my race has some superior qualities. Let's say I believe in racial superiority and I'm like, there's, there's a ranking here. Yeah. You can still think, even if you're middle of the pack in your own ranking, you've got some superior qualities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It doesn't so answer you anything. Can, you could but, believe you're average. Yeah, we've got some superior qualities. We've got some negative ones, but it doesn't ask me about that. So, so, so this one is different in a different respect, that the only people in the world who are going to say no are going to be white liberals. If, everybody else. So no, North Korean leftists and rightists are going, to, are going to go strongly agree. You know, Thai right and left are going to go strongly agree. I mean, everybody in the world, apart from white leftists, is going to be agreed on this one. Yeah. But yeah. I imagine it's probably not encoded in the actual... Um, mathematics behind the scenes of how it calculates your score in a way in which it's going to mark it down as only white leftists. You know, it's, it's not oh, going yeah. to make... This also actually has no bearing whatsoever on the end result. So obviously mm. you've got authoritarian versus liberalism and free market versus communism. Yeah. What does your opinion on race have to do with either of those? You can be a racist anarchist. You can be yeah, an egalitarian be racist. dictator. So... Well, in, in, the, in the minds of the person who wrote this test, no, only people only that I don't like are racist. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So it's just, again, a, a really perfect bad example bad. of what you're trying to prove. I mean, the answer is obviously strongly agree, because yes, our race does have many superior <laughs> qualities. Okay. And um, the well, enemy of, of my people. enemy is my friend. This is more of a, a geopolitical philosophy than anything yeah. that necessarily is left, right. Again, who? Or authoritarian or libertarian it's, yeah. it's, it's a matter of strategy political strategy and, you, and that's even if you interpret it through that lens I mean so for example um, you know if, if the boat people in the hotel down the road start fighting amongst each other does that make does that make one of I my I side friends? with the Ethiopians against the <laughs> Afghan <laughs> refugees I side with a person accepting bets that's, <laughs> yeah. roll up roll up so I'm, 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 I, I come down on no on that one so I saw an Eastern yeah, European Twitter account that's against Russia um, they started tweeting out support for ISIS insurgents in southern Russia because they're right. against Russia. And, you, and all the comments are just like, no, not based. Yeah. Cringe, in fact. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So again, it's just so low resolution. because. Yeah. So this next one, I presume, is going to be on the authoritarian, um, libertarian axis. Yeah. Military action that defies international law is sometimes justified. And I'm so quite libertarian, but that, I agree that is, with that statement. What does that even mean? That is, that is basically when this was written, Iraq war. That, that, yeah. that, that might as well just say, do you support the Iraq war? <laughs> Are you sure that this test actually originates from... Yeah, 23 years old, so it'll be 2001. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. So, yeah, fair enough. So, so military action that defies international law is sometimes justified. Okay, so... Instead of thinking about the Iraq war, what if we made it about Israel? Yeah. Or, or the Ukraine or something? I think international law is basically just a wish list of don't be naughty countries, follow, stick with yeah. the, the geopolitical order of your um, and, and, you and know, super making, ordinates. Who's making that law? Yeah, it's, it's, I don't even think it's that. It's no. people who took law at university and then ended up doing non-jobs. That's all the UN really is in this regard. Yes. So I'm going to agree out, strongly agree out of spite to the UN. <laughs> um, there is now a worrying fusion of information and entertainment. Well, that's oh. what we do. Yeah, it is. <laughs> this, but, wasn't this back when John Stewart was becoming a big thing? And people were mocking John Stewart being like, you can't be funny and tell the news. I was like, yeah. Shut actually, up. Yeah, putting that in context, because we didn't exist. I mean, where did Sargon Channel appear? That was like 2013 or something. Very early, yeah. Yeah, so, so e- but even that was like, this is 10 years before that. So they're talking about American infotainment on the TV, aren't they? And this used to be um, 
a sort of bugbear of the left. Just like, look at Fox News. They have entertainment and information and it's fused together. I thought it was the other way around, but I don't remember. So, so, so again, this question is really saying, do you like Fox News or not? <laughs> I think that that's somewhat of the, the subtext, but I don't see how this determines... Anything? Yeah, because anyone, <laughs> anyone from any political persuasion could hold any view on this, and it, yes. it would be consistent with their principles, potentially. It's, it's, it's like, but, uh, if, when you're getting information, should you be really bored while you're receiving it? Always, okay yes, otherwise to... it's not serious. Yes. You need to be serious. So this is like oh. a question filtering whether you're a sort of uh, metropolitan elite or not. Do you want to bore people to death with your facts and figures so, so, so you can control every, them? I'm, I'm pretty sure we find when we go through this, every single question on this is basically boils down to the perspective of a left winger during the Iraq war when Fox News was emerging and every single question is a friend-enemy distinction on that perspective. From Potentially. I mean, I think the friend-enemy distinction sometimes has its weaknesses because yes. it's, not, it's not as black and white as that. And I think there's a lot of nuance in the world that gets well, missed. But, but you're a libertarian, so... <laughs> that, that doesn't follow. <laughs> like, again, I could hold that perspective with any political yeah. position. So you're falling, falling afoul of the political I, compass they, bias they here. They built a regime to crush us and... Acting on principle isn't going to get us anywhere. We need to seize the regime and crush our enemies instead. All right. Yes. So I'm going to go with strongly disagree because otherwise we'd be out of a job. Yeah, I think that that's a given from us, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, I like fun. <laughs> I'm in favour of fun. Um, uh, we oh, have to we've answer. got to answer this one. Ugh. No one chooses their country just, first. Just close foolish. your eyes and click at random. There we are. Done. I agree. All right. Well, I don't agree if it's my country, but if you were born in, I don't know, a silly country like France or something, then, <laughs> then obviously you shouldn't be proud of that. People are ultimately divided more by class than by nationality. No. That's it's been yeah. obviously proven wrong. What happened to the rest of the Soviet that's, Union collapsed? That's quite a good question, though, for determining, determining the left-right distinction, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, I'll give them... Are you delusional or not? <laughs> because, of course, you know, you've got the, the rural goat, goat farmers of Afghanistan versus a Californian tech entrepreneur. I love how that's another working class. So what, 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 do you think, <laughs> what, what are you guys saying unites people more? You think people are more united by nationality than class? Or the well, other? I would say it would be culture than either of those, really. So every European communist system collapsed and turned into ethnostates. Yeah, but I, I would say yeah. that we are more divided by... Class and nationality. Are you thinking of the elites ruling this country? Yes. So, because you can have the elites from all over the world gather at Davos and other places and they get on famously, but we just want to punch them all. Whereas I bet, well, when you go over to Russia, you get on perfectly well with the chaps there, don't you? And you probably, and you did in Afghanistan as well. It's, it's the elites we generally have. We don't have any class consciousness, though. That's not a thing. Yeah. Well, again, it's just really badly worded bloody question. But that, that's true because we're not you know, too politically different here, but yeah. um, you can interpret it in lots of different ways. You can think of it in terms of, you know, the elites versus the common people. You could think of it in the conventional Marxist sense as Callum interpreted it, where it's sort of the bourgeois versus the working class. Because when I read that question, I was thinking of the globalist elite class rather than, you know, people like us who are in other places. It's really meant to be a metric. So I, I came down the other it? way. I wouldn't, I wouldn't strongly agree when I did that one. I don't even see those people as a class that just corrupt people. They've made money in a corrupt system. That's it. 
nothing special about them. They're not aristocrats. Yeah. They're aristocrats of respect. Well, if, if you mean class in the British sense, but again, this was written by an American and they don't really understand they, class. They yeah. do it in an economic sense, whereas I think class in Britain is entirely cultural now because you can yes. get very wealthy builders um, who might be um, culturally very working class. Yes. And then you can get aristocrats who actually are pretty hard up on the Oh, cash. yeah, you, you get aristocrats who are piss poor and then you get footballers who are scum. Yeah. But the footballers are, have a far higher net worth. So, yeah, money is not actually an indicator. It's, yeah. it's more the sort of, uh, to sound very pretentious, the sort of social niceties. Can you sit at a dinner table in a nice restaurant and not Without make a fool of yourself? Yeah. Yes. Are your kids quiet? <laughs> <laughs> that should be the metric that we live and die by. If your children are silent in a restaurant, you have made it to middle class, them. <laughs> yes. Oh, it's bliss. All right, next one. Controlling inflation is more important than controlling unemployment. That's an, an obvious economic question. I suppose it's a trade off as well, which is a good way to. Um, more information needed. Yeah. Um, I would generally say that inflation is more important than unemployment. It's like a, a measure of free marketeer, yeah, I, isn't I, it? I, I'm going to agree with this one as well, but that's because the inflation is so built into the system that it funnels resources. It, funnel, it funnels returns to capital rather than wages, which well, then creates a lot of the unemployment. Inflation is theft. Unemployment's me not going to work. Yes. That's a choice. Mm -hmm. Yes. Also, I think that being overly concerned with unemployment just creates horrendous jobs as well. Like it, you get that sort of thing where someone works six hours a week at McDonald's and yeah. they're qualified HR. as yes. employed. And so it's actually much better to control inflation. Do you know Lauren Southern's job? Because the Canadians did this. She had to stand in a lift and press the buttons. This was in like the 2000s when everyone knew how lifts work. And so the light would go off after about five minutes to save energy. So much of her time at work would be spent just standing in the dark in a lift waiting for some random person to turn up so she could hit floor five. But she had a job. Really? Sounds all right to That's me. a waste of time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's not really, it, is it giving some sort of delusions of grandeur to the guests? Just like, oh, they've got a lift operator. Yeah. It's like it's a status thing. It's just Lauren Southern being bored. <laughs> because corporations cannot be trusted to voluntarily protect the environment, they require regulation. This is obviously another metric of your, your views on the free market or not. So Bush era, again. It is, yeah. yeah. It, that they, assume Very that right, they, they assume that right-wingers are in favor of corporations just spaffing out mercury into rivers, no end. Because mm -hmm. the Great Western Railway just wanted to kill the British countryside. Yes. But um, yes, actually, a lot of right-wingers these days talk about, particularly in Britain, concreting over the countryside for lots of homes. And... Well, uh, you get those cringe people in London. Yeah. I mean, I, I yeah. do agree with some sort of basic environmental regulations, but again, it's just gone mental these days with like carbon credit bullshit. And, what about the bats? Mm, yes. Their, their definition of environment has expanded from not polluting rivers, which I agree with, to not outsourcing anything that requires energy to China. So is that a tentative agree? Yes. I agree with that. Oh, I can't believe I'm clicking agreeing to legislation there. Um, from each according to his ability to each according to his need is a fundamentally good idea. That's a direct quote from Karl Marx, by the way. That's theft. Yes, it is. Yes. I may agree <laughs> with stealing. So, so I'm going to go strongly disagree. <laughs> yes. It's also quite a hard sentence to understand unless you've read Marx. Yeah. 
Yeah. Because if if I read that out to my mum, who's not read Marx, funnily enough, um, what did you say? Yeah, from each according to his ability to each according to his need. So but it's I... not even a complete sentence either, so you don't know the context. So but it's basically saying if someone has a lot of money, can someone in need take it? Yes. So, so a better way of writing that question is: Are you a friend or an enemy of thieving commie bastards? <laughs> Do you like theft? Yes. That might be a bit of a rig question. <laughs> well, no more rig than this guy is, just from, yeah. from the other perspective. I like this question, though. The free of the market, the free of the people. Strongly yes. agree. Slave markets. But, okay, that, that one's right. <laughs> I like that one. Yeah. Nope. No, we're not even going to discuss slave markets, are we? <laughs> are the people freer the more slave markets we have? <laughs> but, well, <laughs> you could make an argument, but there's, there's an element. Slavery is freedom, Cameron. <laughs> people not having freedom in that. What? They should have been... They should yeah. have been better at being free if they got caught by a yeah. slaver. Well, what if we have voluntary slave markets where you voluntarily become a slave, huh? Well, I mean, <laughs> that's indentured servitude, so that's what we live under now. I love how so yeah, it, point. we are kind of stealing Jerick's thunder. Because, I mean, he's done a million videos on the political compass at this point. Because mm -hmm. the fundamental problem with all of this, and you've, you've hinted on it perfectly, which is I could come from any perspective and make that statement true or false. Because obviously like, a libertarian like you initially just went, obviously. But if I go even further, I could be like, well, slave markets. So <laughs> I'm willing to hear it out, Callum. I yeah, mean, and then we could go even further and be like, what about voluntary slave markets? Mm. So I think Jay Reg did a video where he justified the Holocaust from a libertarian perspective. He was like, what if they were all communally built and then built together? It's like, what? But we chose to kill ourselves. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this, this is just ideology on steroids, but mm -hmm. you can have just endless fun. So obviously, I don't agree with slavery. Just throwing that out there. Um, it's a sad reflection on our a society. Real <laughs> Basically a commie. <laughs> you know what? You're right, Karen. I've changed my mind. <laughs> to watch the full video, please become a premium member at lotuseaters.com.